Well, I want to welcome you to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. This broadcast is put together by Todd Coconado Ministries, which is based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I'm so thankful that you're here today. Today, we're going to talk about how you can beat discouragement. So many people are discouraged right now. Do you see it? People are down. They're thinking that God has not heard their prayers, that he's forgotten about them. But I got some good news. Not only does he hear your prayers, he hasn't forgotten about you. In fact, he's going before you. He's about to do something in your life. Hold on. Don't give up. Remember, the teacher is most quiet during the test. But God is not done with you. He's not done moving in your life. His promise is yes and amen, hope in a future. Let me share some things with you today that God's put on my heart, why you shouldn't be discouraged. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. And I'm very excited about talking about this today because I, I hope, and my prayer is as in talking with this with you that it's going to give a breakthrough. There's going to be a breakthrough in your situation. Because it, it hurts my heart to see so many believers in Jesus walking around with their heads down, discouraged, seemingly beat down, feeling like, wow, look at the world. Everything is going so bad. It's like on fire and nothing is, is happening like we wanted it to. And, and I, I really have been asking the Lord, especially since the midterms, for fresh revelation, fresh understanding of, of how to discern and navigate these times. You know, I often talk about something called the Issachar anointing, which is the ability of a believer to discern and navigate through the times. And most of you, some of you that are, that are regular listeners, you know that I did a fast recently. It was a water only, pretty significant. Many of you also joined. Some of you did different fasts, but you joined in. And this was before the midterms, and we were fasting and praying for breakthrough in our country and we were fasting and praying that uh, we would see uh, some of the things that we were hoping to see. And I even remember hearing my friend Michelle Bachman talking about this in a speech or an interview uh, that, you know, we fasted, we prayed, we did everything. And then it didn't turn out quite as we had hoped. And so I think this is a, a big reason, but I think there's many other reasons why people, Christians especially, are discouraged right now because this is an elongated period. It's not just the midterms. This has been going on, you know, since 2020, probably even before that, where We've been seeing so many egregious things in our society, in our world, obviously the pandemic and so many other things. And so people are just weary. They're beat down, especially believers and those that have been standing. I often see on my social media posts, people say, you know, still standing, still believing, still praying this through. And I thank you for saying that, by the way, because you're, you're the 300. You're, you're, you're the small group that is still standing. Uh, many people are not. Many people have given up. They've gone back to their vomit. They've gone back to you know, disbelief and uh, basically going back into the world because they just couldn't handle the pressure. And that's the absolute worst thing that you could do. In fact, the Bible says that you can even get uh, seven times more demons. Uh, if you go back to your vomit, you go back to your old self and, and you're unrepentant and living a lifestyle of sin. So, you know, don't, don't do that. You got to stay strong until the end. The Bible even says, uh, endure until the end to those that endure until the end in revelation. I think I believe, I believe is where it says that. And so we've got, you know, it's it, the, the people that are going to be saved are those that endure. It also says, don't grow weary in doing good. You know, we've got to learn how to be like Paul and encourage ourselves in Christ. But unfortunately, there's so many people that are just giving into the weightiness of this hour. And so I'm hoping in today's broadcast that many of you will understand and look at the assignment of the enemy 
and realize that this is the plan of the enemy, that he wants you to be beat down. He wants you to be discouraged. He wants you to have your heads down. He doesn't want you to realize the power and the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. You know, Israel had a predicament in the first century. Uh, Their predicament was this. They were captives of the Roman Empire. Their history reveals a pattern of oppression and exile and victory over assorted enemies from the beginning of their timeline. You know, the, the Old Testament contains over 300 prophecies about this future Messiah, this Savior that's anointed by God to come and to deliver his people from the oppression. You know, there's oppressors that that were literally holding Israel captive, and it's very similar to what you and I are dealing with today. These oppressors were internal and external. And a basic outline of the Bible highlights treachery, starting with Adam and Eve in the garden. It moves into families and grows into Israel's rebellion against God as a nation. Let's think about it. They were conquered by other countries, Assyria, Egypt, and then they were subjected to oppression by their own religious leaders, the Pharisees. Jesus pointed this out in Matthew 23, 4. He said, the Pharisees declared Jesus tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. So, you know, by the time of Jesus, Israel was generally considered a backwater Roman providence full of you know, these people with strange religious beliefs. Does that sound familiar? That's kind of what's happening in America today. It's kind of what's happening in the West. The Jews had very little autonomy, though they clung to their religion and their customs, according to uh, many uh, theologians, which I believe is the case. Some believe the citizens of Rome, Paul, for example, but Jewish leaders still came under Roman authority to decide how much religious freedom Israel would be permitted to exercise. Beyond religious and political autonomy, Israel also hated the economic imposition of belonging to Rome. The Jews particularly saw Roman taxes as a tribute to God. Um, you know, they hated Caesars. You know, they hated the whole thing about Rome, and they saw it as a symbol of slavery, which it's, again, similar to what we're dealing with today. We have to pay these high taxes, the homage to government, the IRS, you know, all the different things. I mean, uh, cost of living is up. Uh, people are feeling more pressure. The dollar is losing its value. So, you know, it's a very similar situation. So as I've been praying and seeking the Lord and asking him, Lord, what is going on? Why didn't we see the victory in the midterms? Did we not do enough? Did we not repent enough? Um, you know, what's going on? Why are all these, these prophetic voices saying different things? Is it just not time yet? Have we not seen it yet? Which I do believe some of these things that many of these prophets are saying will come to pass at some point, but it might not be as we expect it. It might be a different circumstance than what we think. It may not actually be to save us. It may actually be to usher in the next phase. Have you thought about that? Even though some of these things may come to pass, it may not be as we expected because many times we have different plans than what actually happens or what God's actually doing. Now, we know that we're in a late hour. We, We believe, I believe, that we're in the birth pangs. I believe we're in the beginning of the sorrows. I don't think we're in the tribulation. We could, in fact, get raptured out of here any day now. Uh, there's many prophetic signs that have come into alignment according to the word of God, which would say and highlight that we are in that late hour, the third day. And so, yes, look up, be sober-minded, get your house in order. Uh, we know not the day nor the hour. No one does. Now, it could be pre-trib, it could be mid-trib, it could be post-trib. No one really knows, by the way. But the case in point here is a lot of times God is doing something bigger and better and and much more uh, important than what we in our little human minds 
can conjure up or think of. Because I can only see to the wall right now in the radio station. I can only see to the wall. I don't have x-ray vision. I can't see past it. God can see past the wall. He knows exactly what's going to happen because he's outside of the constraints of time. He's not worried. Listen, he loves you so much. You think he's going to let you fail? Do you think he's going to let you, uh, in the end, be a big loser? No, of course not. Not if your heart is given to him. Remember, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He indwells in you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that means he lives in your heart. And so think about that. He's with you even until the end of the age. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't not heard any prayer that you've given. Every single prayer that you've given, he's heard. Every single thing that you, you're in need of right now, he knows. He's the potter. We're the clay. He takes care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will he take care of you and I? We think these things are so big. They're not big to God. None of them are big to God. But as I said in the introduction, many times the teacher is most quiet during the test. What do I mean by that? Well, see, we're learning. We're growing. We're going deeper in our walk right now. We're going deeper in our understanding. And so this is what God wants to show us right now is how do we go deeper? How do we get more faith and trust in him? Well, as I've been talking about a lot lately is that faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. Well, it's good to get a word from a prophet or from different people that may have a word from the Lord for you. That word should always bear witness in your spirit and it should always be in accordance to the word of God. But if you want a daily word, what's the daily bread? That's the word, the word of God. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's living. And so if we become lovers of the word, we have an understanding of, the, of, of how to navigate through this world and we become more equipped and we become like that tree that's planted by the water that will not be moved. And so what God is doing in this time what he's shown me, and I'm going to share in the second segment, which I think is going to be extremely important for you to stay tuned because I think this is going to be a breakthrough day for you, is, is to understand this is a much bigger picture, a much bigger thing that God is doing than what we understand. And when you hear the revelation of the Lord, you'll understand too why it was a big aha moment for me when I said, oh, thank you, God. Now I understand more about what you're trying to do, what you're doing. It's not even what he's trying to do. Of course, he's going to do it. He's God. He's the creator of all things heaven and earth. He doesn't need to try. He, he says go and, and that's it. He says a word and that's it. He's the one that created everything, the Alpha and the Omega. That's what we have to remember. And we put our faith and our trust in him. So stick around because the next segment, we're going to dig deeper into this. And I think it's going to be a revelation to you like it has been to me of why some of the things that are happening in our world are happening right now, but why we can also have that peace that passes understanding and be walking in complete victory even now. So this is the Todd Coconado Show, PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. So thankful that you're here. We're talking about discouragement because so many people, especially Christians, are forgetting about who they are in Jesus Christ and that you don't have to be down. You don't have to be discouraged. We're in the world, but we're not of it. Now, I talk about it a lot, but I'm going to give you a fresh revelation today, which I think is going to help a lot of people. This is the first time I'm talking about this publicly, although I will speak about it again, probably on a live soon, because I think people need to know about this. But So I'm praying the Lord. I'm asking him, Lord, I don't get it. We've prayed, we've fasted, uh, we've repented. There's been so many different things. And I know there's a lot more people that still need to repent. And I know the church is definitely not there yet. 
Many of you write me about it all the time and tell me all the shenanigans and things that are happening in the greater body. But in the remnant, you know, there is a remnant. And whenever there's a remnant, God is moving. And we know that. And we know that there's been a lot of people that have been awake in the last couple of years, maybe you. A lot of us have come to understand there's a lot more going on in the world. We're in a spiritual battle. On the third segment, I'm actually going to play this clip from Glenn Beck, which I think is going to blow your mind. It, it did mine because it was just tracking in a lot of the things that I've seen spiritually and in my prophetic dreams and things that the Lord has shown me. So he's speaking to the like-minded. I'm not saying Glenn Beck is perfect or he's got it all figured out, but I think this particular dream is is on. And I, I'd love to hear what you think about it. It was a very powerful word. And, you know, again, I'm not getting into his theology or who he is. Uh, I'm not calling him a prophet. I'm just saying you got to hear this particular dream because I think this particular dream was very powerful. That's all I'm saying. I'm not endorsing him. I'm not saying listen to him. You have to test the spirits, okay? What I'm saying is this particular dream, what he said in this segment that we're going to play in the next segment, I think it's going to be something that's going to touch you because it's powerful. Uh, but but listen to this, okay? So anyways, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm praying. I'm asking the Lord, Lord, okay, give me a word. Give me an understanding of what's going on because I was feeling down. And for a couple of days, I was, it was like, it was like a breakup or something. I was like, oh my gosh, how did we not have that big red wave? How did the, you know, it just, when is it going to happen, Lord? Everybody's doing everything we know to do. And it just seems like it keeps getting worse. I don't understand. So that when I read in the first segment about Israel and what happened when Jesus came in the flesh in his ministry, fully God and fully man, this was when you know, the world was changed forever. I mean, even the, the calendar that we use is all based upon the birth of Jesus before Christ, after Christ. Think about that. You know, AD or BC. And so everything in our world, it's about his story, history, his story. I don't care what the, the secularists and the atheists out there trying to program you, you know, all evolution from a big bang. You know, it takes way more faith to believe that. We talk about that a lot. Obviously, there's a greater being. Obviously, there's a God. Many of us have had visions and dreams and experiences where we've encountered the Lord. We've encountered the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing when you have an encounter. I I remember one of my mentors used to say, and I believe this wholeheartedly, once you've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you can never forget the taste. You can never forget the feeling. You can never forget the presence of the Most High God. And when you walk away from the Lord, you know you're in disobedience. You know you're doing something wrong because this is reality. This is what's happening in our world. And that's why I'm going to play the dream that Glenn Beck had because you'll, you'll understand why. So, you know, because I, there's always somebody on here and I just had a uh, breakfast yesterday with some amazing friends of mine and they were saying, Todd, you got to stop like defending yourself. You know, you got to stop making comments. And, and I am taking uh, heed in what they're saying, but people don't understand. When you have a public platform every day, you get scathing emails and letters and you know i get many many good ones far more i mean 10 times more good ones and and prayer requests and people that are reaching out maybe you you know just amazing letters but there are these people that just are so vicious and i love people so that's why sometimes i tend to respond but i've i've been got i've got many amazing astute people that are elders that have said you know don't respond to every critic and i really do take heed of that and I, I'm learning that more and more as, you know, I mature in Christ and, you know, the Lord continues to expand the territory. But there's always these people that try to slander you, attack you, come after you, vicious, 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 because the accuser of the brethren is Satan. And if you're doing the work of the kingdom, if you're doing the work of the kingdom, there's going to be these people that backstab you, that come against you, 
and I'm sharing this with you because I know many of you deal with it too. And maybe, you know, different situations or whatnot, but the bottom line is it's that same evil devil that wants to discourage you, that wants to make you feel like you're not good enough, you don't have enough education biblically. You know, why, why would you teach the Bible? Why would you speak about the Bible? You don't know enough. And it, it, it keeps people in this place. Or, you know, your spouse is unequally yoked, so therefore you can't do anything. Who said that? You've got to do what you got to do. Look, you can't control your spouse. You can pray for them. You can do everything you can to be a good spouse. But ultimately, they, they, they're they going to have to stand before the throne just as you are. If there's a calling on your life, then answer the call. Answer the phone. He stands at the door of your heart knocking. Okay, so if you haven't answered the call, that's step one. Answer the call. Step into it. This is not a time. We, we have to pick a side. This is not a time where we can be sitting on the sideline anymore. It's either good or evil, light or darkness. So when you stand for light, when you stand for truth, the, the warfare becomes intense at times. And that's why I often talk about mountaintop and valley experiences because as a pastor, I've been through a lot of mountaintop and valley experiences and those valleys can get real low. And that depression tries to seep in because you just can't believe. You're like, where is God? Why isn't he answering my prayer? Why did he forgive me? I feel like I'm forsaken right now. Well, Jesus felt like that on the cross. He's the God of heaven and earth incarnate. Uh, but the disciples, they felt like that. You know, they felt like they had been, uh, you know, what happened? They had just saw Jesus performing all these miracles and they, they knew him intimately and, and firsthand. And they were literally with him in the ministry and then all of a sudden he's on this cross and he dies. And then until the third day, you know, they were like, what in the world just happened? And, and the whole world was thinking that. I mean, imagine being in that time period between that Friday and that Sunday. Imagine that time period. Wow. So the people of Israel, when Jesus came, they, they were like, he's going to be the one that, that makes the wrongs right. He's going to be the one that delivers us. You know, like I was sharing in the first segment, they had semi-autonomy. You know, Israel had its own governance within Rome, you know, but there was definitely uh, affliction from Rome, persecution from Rome. You know, the overarching leadership was Roman. And there was definitely this, this you know, struggle and the power struggle there. And it's a lot, uh, sim it's kind of similar to what's going on in America today or in the West. You know, you have, you have evil people that are in positions of power, wicked people. We saw that in, in the pandemic. And then you have good people that are trying to stand for righteousness. And it's, it's, you know, it's a mixed bag. But a lot of times we're looking to government to give us like the okay to do what we're called to do in Christ. And I think that's where we make a big mistake. We're supposed to be the head, not the tail. We're supposed to stand. We're supposed to be in, you know, involved. I mean, occupy until he comes. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Go out, cast out, drive out. We talk about it a lot. But we've got to remember, we're never going to see a perfect system here on earth. We're never going to see a perfect govern government. We're never, you know, it's not going to be some government figure that comes in and just saves the day. And when that does look like it's happening, it's probably going to be the Antichrist, actually. Okay, so, you know, there are good leaders. There are righteous leaders. But ultimately, we've got to remember, ultimately, though, okay, <laughs> the church is meant to be our own entity. We're meant to be the body the body of Christ. Think about that. We are the salt and the light. We're the ones that are supposed to be going out there making disciples, fulfilling the great commission, being representatives of Jesus. And in this world, you will have troubles, but fear not because I have come to overcome the world. That's who we have on our side. Think about that. So I'm going to get into this a little bit more. 
Stay tuned. Just think about some of these things. I pray the Lord reveals more to you. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Cognato Show. So glad that you're here. We're talking about discouragement. Discouragement. Why are so many people discouraged? In a minute, I'm going to play you that clip I was talking about from Glenn Beck. I want to read a couple of scriptures here. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Do you receive that today? I hope you do. That's the truth of the word of God. So when Jesus came, they thought he was going to overthrow the Roman government. I mean, it makes sense. There was uh, oppression of the people of Israel once again, as they had been oppressed before. There was all this talk about, you know, prophetic words about a coming Messiah that was going to be the king of the Jews, and he, he was coming to set the people free. So people in our finite human minds the people were thinking he was going to come and overthrow Caesar. Of course, he's the king. Of course, he could do that. That's what they were thinking. Now, here's the problem. God had much bigger things in store. He was going to set man free for all eternity. So even though he did come to set people free, all mankind free from the bondage of sin and death, a much bigger, much more important scenario because we're just passing through we're not in the, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. This is only a, a season in our existence. We're going to rule and reign with the Christ, with Jesus for all eternity. So God understands the picture is way bigger. He understands what's important. We're sitting here like, you know, God, help us. Our government is corrupt. And, and of course, it's, you know, it's corrupt because there's wickedness. There's sin. Sin abounds in the land. And there's been a moral degradation, and it's been going on for you know, a generation now, several, I mean, you know, decades where they've been taking God out of everything and it's just been getting really bad. And unfortunately, the church went within the four walls. And so now there's this shaking and people are waking left and right and they're looking and all of a sudden they just want it fixed right away. Okay, God, you said in your word, you're going to fix it. You want me to fix it. All we got to do is repent. All we got to do is turn from our wicked ways and call upon your name like you say in your word. Well, yes, he is going to do that. He is in the middle of doing that. But the bigger picture of what he's doing is he's getting our mind right, our spirit right, our body right, the remnant, the, the body of Christ, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's preparing us. He's getting the bride ready for the bridegroom. He's getting the church ready so that we can be that church without spot nor wrinkle. There's going to be people that are going to fall away because there's going to be a great falling away. There's going to be people that are deceived by false prophets because that's what the word of God says. They get mad at me when I say it, but literally it's in the word of God. So don't get mad at me. Read the word. The word says it. In the last days, people are going to be deceived by all these people. They're going to say, I'm the Christ. I'm this. I'm that. This is going to happen. This is going to. And so there's going to be a great falling away. There's going to be deceived people. But here's the thing. Be strong and take heart. All of you who hope in the Lord. That's Psalm 31, 24, Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. In Mark 10, 27, 
Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Boom, mic drop. There it is. We know this. This is the truth. This is the way it is. God has all the answers, all the solutions. He is the solution. Jesus is the solution. But see, we're expecting him. And I'm not saying that he's not going to do something big. I do believe that he's not done with America. I do believe there's going to be a massive harvest of souls. I do believe that God is in the midst of doing something major. People say, well, Pastor Todd, do you believe they're still going to be dancing in the street? I do, because there's a great move of God. There's going to be miracles and signs and wonders and things that we haven't ever even seen in our lifetime because faith is increasing and people are having to go deeper and it's like you're either in or you're out. And so we're going to see who's real and we're going to see who's in. And those of you and those of us that are willing to stand and endure until the end and seek ye first the kingdom of God and literally just go deeper because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word. We just keep going deeper and deeper and he gives us fresh revelation, understanding, unction of the Holy Spirit. We can be the body. That's who we are to take back the territory for the kingdom of God, occupy until he comes, all the things that we talk about on a regular basis. But this is the thing. He hasn't promised us that he's going to reinstate Trump. Now, if that happens, great. I would be the happiest guy. Maybe, hopefully, Trump stands for righteousness. Hopefully, but we can't put our eyes and our trust in Trump. We can't put, look what's going on with all these people that are doing all these crazy things out there. I mean, you got Kanye West saying just ridiculous, bizarre things. We can't put our faith and trust in these people, but we can put our faith and trust in Jesus. Now, people say, oh, are you turning on Trump? No, I'm not turning on anybody. Like I said, I just want a righteous leader. I want somebody in there that's going to allow us to do the things that we're called to do, religious liberty, freedom, all the things that our constitution lays out, the law of the land, the founders, the things that they wanted. But what I've learned in this season, and I've known this, of course, and you've known this, but, but now I'm understanding it more than ever how important it is is that man is going to let us down, but we put our faith and trust in God, we will not be let down. They thought that he was going to come and over, overturn Rome. It makes sense. Everything that, all the prophetic words, everything that was being laid out before the Messiah came, it, it looked that way to man. Because he, they were told he's going to come, he's going to save you, he's going to set you free. And all these prophecies, all these, so then the Messiah comes and it's like, okay, here he is. He's going to overthrow Caesar. He's going to overthrow the government. He's going to, you know, he's here. We're going to see justice. And then what happened? They did see justice. He died on the cross. They did see justice. Justice for all time, for all eternity. The biggest justice, way bigger than they could have ever thought in their humanity. Does that make sense? So, so what's happening right now is so much bigger than what we can understand. It's so much bigger than anything that anybody's saying out there because we are human. He is the God of heaven and earth. He knows way better than we do what he's doing. He hasn't messed up. He hasn't made a mistake. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't not answered your prayer. Everything is being worked out exactly as he planned. Nothing is off course right now. He knew all these things were gonna happen. He's outside of time. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans of hope in a future. Well, yes, we're going to rule and reign in all eternity. That sounds like hope in a future to me. See, this is the problem is that we've started to, we're thinking in our, in our carnality, we're thinking in our flesh. And he's saying, look, come out from among them. This is a Babylon system. This is Baal. Why do you think they're coming for the kids and all this stuff? But here's the thing. I have overcome the world. That's what he said. I've overcome the world. If you're in me, you don't have to worry. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I've overcome it. 
There's no news headline. There's no big event. There's no anything that's going to happen that we're, that's going to surprise God or catch God by surprise. None of it. Isn't that encouraging when you think about what that means? I'm encouraged by it. All right, let me play this clip, and we're going to get more into that in the last segment, but I, want, I told you I was going to play you this clip, so I'm going to play you it. This is a clip from um, Glenn Beck. He had a dream. I'm not endorsing Glenn Beck. I'm not saying listen to his program every week. I honestly don't know what he says every week. I know people are going to write me, but he's this, he's that. I don't, hey, listen, whatever, just save the letters. I'm just playing this particular dream because I think there's something to this, and you can discern for yourself. Test the spirits. Let's go ahead and play this. There has been uh, something known to just a handful of us um, uh, for years. Stu is one of them. Uh, And uh, I never, ever thought I would uh, talk about this on the air, but I feel compelled to tell you that uh, seasons have changed again, and it is becoming more and more apparent, and you need to know what you're dealing with. Um, we keep thinking that this is a political thing. It is not a political thing. I agree with that. Um, I never thought I would share this and take, take from it what you will. I mean, you can dismiss it. Um, I never have. If you are a longtime listener of this program, you know that, uh, one of the reasons I left New York besides the whole thing was going to burn itself down, uh, was, I had a medical condition. Part of it was brought on by no REM sleep for about 10 years. Um, I actually found this to be very advantageous because I could get so much done because I just couldn't sleep. Um, And uh, for 10 years, I never had a dream. That's not good for your body. Uh, and so I was really kind of broken down relate, by the way. when I moved, uh, here, I feel much, much better and having dreams again, et cetera, et cetera. However, during this period, uh, I had what could be described as a dream. I do not believe it was, um, but you might just say, well, that's ridiculous, whatever. In this dream, uh, I wake, uh, I, I come to in this dream, and I am in a hallway of the White House. And I'm, a, I'm walking into a big room where there's a bunch of cubicles, and people look up like, who's walking in? And there are people behind me, but I don't know who they are yet. I just know I'm being pushed forward by them. The people are at the cubicles, and they look over the cubicle first at me, and then they, their eyes dart to the people behind me and then dart right back down. And I realize everybody in the White House is terrified of who's ever behind me. I kind of glance back and I see these people that are in uniforms that I've never seen before. Um, and um, I have seen them since, but that will be for some other time but i had never seen these before and uh we're being pushed through this place and then we go into a room like the situation room okay big conference room presidential uh and 
it's me and about three other people. And we're sitting down at that conference room table and we were told just to wait there. So we do. And we start talking about, oh, I don't think this is going to be good. That's when two other people walk in um, and they were clearly identified in the dream. However, I'm not sure anymore that that um, image was anything other than helping me relate to what I'm about to tell you. Um, so uh, the one guy, uh, when they open the door, these guys in the uniforms are in the hallway and the one guy says, uh, him, him, and him, take him out. And they get up and look at me, and I'm the only one sitting at the table still. And uh, they go out, the guards close the doors, and I'm now alone with these two people that are clearly in charge of something. They're not political. They're not in a political position. It didn't feel like. You know, it wasn't the president or anything like that. And um, they are uh, standing there, and then I hear three gunshots. And they said, uh, yeah, yeah, that happened pretty quickly for them. However, you were going to get to know. All right, I want, I want you to listen to the rest of this because this thing is pretty good so we're going to come back and then we're going to finish out that dream and then i'm going to finish out the show but i think it's all important stuff hopefully you're getting something from this today i want you to think i want you to ask the lord to give you fresh revelation understanding lord what is pastor todd talking about today why does he want me to know these things because i believe that if we get this revelation we're going to have the freedom of the discouragement because we're understanding the battle is not against flesh and blood against strongholds and principalities we'll be right back Jim, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Last segment here. It's, are you getting it? Are you, is the revelation coming in it, but not of it? Eternity, eternity minded, you know, always living in view of eternity. It's about souls, kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Just like the people of Israel, they thought Jesus was coming to overthrow their government, but actually he was coming to do something even bigger. He was closing the gap. <laughs> from a sinful man and a holy God and making us able to, by the blood of the lamb, be able to live all, all eternity with him, to rule and reign the streets of gold, the lamb, the lamb of God eternally slain for our, you know, the eternal sacrifice is what I mean. Think how big that is. That's huge. All right, let's finish hearing what Glenn Beck had to say about his dream. And, um, and I, I said, oh, okay. And they said, because you really have no idea who you're dealing with. And that's when one of them reached under like a Mission Impossible mask and ripped off his face. And he was Satan. He was a demon. There okay? it is. Horrifying. I wake up. This was so vivid that I didn't tell anyone for months and not even my wife. And it bothered me deeply 
and I didn't know exactly what to do with that information. And uh, about a year, year and a half went by, and um, it still was with me almost every day, um, something you just don't forget. And uh, I get a call from a guy who is, you would know his name, big spiritual leader. And he calls me, he says, can you come to my, uh, can you come to my house? I, I, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, sure, when? And he said, as soon as possible. I said, this weekend, okay? He said, yeah. So I fly out. My wife and I stay overnight. We're going to see him the next morning. And uh, that night, I have the exact same dream. And I wake up, and I'm just in a panic. And we get in the car. I don't tell my wife. We get in the car, and she said, this is going to be nice. And I said, yeah, except I'm having a hard time breathing right now. And she said, why? And I said, because I had that dream again last night. Remember, 10 years, no dreams, two dreams, the same one, one, and then the same one about a year and a half later. And she said, you know, you should talk to him about that. And I said, no, 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 uh-uh. If the Lord wants me to delve into it, he'll, he'll, he'll bring it up. Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. And so we go into the guy's house. We sit down. He's sitting on a couch. And he sits down. He sits right on the edge of the couch. And he leans into me. And he says, you know, sometimes the Lord talks to people. I said, uh-huh. And he said, um, and sometimes people like you, he'll, he'll speak in many different ways. Uh-huh. Including dreams or visions. And I said, right. And he said, and this is when he leaned in, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, do not dismiss that dream. Do not ever dismiss that. And I said, okay. He sat back and he said, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. That was it. I have made choices on this show based on that. You might find that ridiculous. Maybe you don't. I will never dismiss that. All right, that that's basically the gist of it. And, you know, there's more to it. You can listen to it on Glenn Beck's page, you know, on his YouTube channel or whatnot. But what I'm getting from this is what I've been getting from my fast. And that's why I wanted to play this, because the Lord said he's going to give people dreams and visions. And I think that's what's happening. And I obviously know there's going to be people who say, why do you put Glenn Beck on, like I said? And then some of you like Glenn Beck, and that's good. But it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is the message. What he said and what he saw in that dream is exactly what I'm getting. It's that... We're, we're, t we're going about this the wrong way. We're thinking that it's like, if we just get this person in the office, or if we just get the, then we're going to have the break. I get it, because trust me, I think that way too, okay? I get it, trust me. But, and that will help, but if the church doesn't understand that we have to be the head and not the tail, if we don't understand who we are in Christ, if we don't understand that, yes, behind the, the curtain, it's a demonic 
This is a spiritual battle. That's why the Bible said our battle's not against flesh and blood. So if you're feeling discouraged and if you're feeling down, that's actually meant to hold you back from your calling and from your purpose. And as long as you wallow and stay in that place, and I'm not trying to be hard on you because trust me, I'm right there with you. I had to overcome this too. I am sharing a revelation with you that I had in my personal life today, hopefully that it will bear witness in your spirit if you haven't had the revelation yet yourself to understand that going forward, this is a new season. Now, for a while, the American church was completely, it was like a vacuum. We were totally not involved. Then the people start waking up. And if you notice, it kind of, now there's like a whole nother group of people that have been raised up and praise God for these people that are bold. And a lot of them are standing. Some of them are good. Some of them are not good. Some of them raise themselves up in the, in the, midst, in the midst of it all. You know, the wheat and the tares together. So there's, there's good, there's bad, there's people taking advantage of it. There's people that mean it, that want to stand for the country. There's all these different voices and all these different things happening. But what God is saying in this new season is what I'm trying to do is to wake you up to understand that even though you have a plan, I have a plan that's even better. Even though that you think you have the solution and that you've tried to figure it out in your finite mind, just like the people of Israel tried to do, where they said, yes, the Christ has come, the Messiah has come, he's going to overturn Rome. That's what he's meant to do. He's going to free us. And that's it. They were thinking about that time in, in history and it made total sense. And the prophecies, it sounded so good and everything made total sense. But what God did was came in and did something so much bigger that had such a more far reaching, long lasting implication. And I want you to get this because we are here in this moment of time. And so of course to us, that's what's important right now to see the corruption to come out. Everything that's been done in darkness. Yes, I'm all for it. Listen, I, I will rejoice with you if any of the, we see a breakthrough in any of these areas. And I believe we will see some breakthroughs in the days and months and weeks ahead. I believe we will see some breakthroughs, but what I'm trying to get across today because of this revelation of the Holy Spirit, I believe it was an unction, it was an understanding of the Holy Spirit that God showed me. He said, Todd, tell the people that what's happening is so much more important than what they think is happening. Yes, I mean, great awakening and all these different things that people have been talking about. I see the videos. Everybody sends me the videos. There's a court case in here and this is happening. Look, I would be just as happy as you, if not happier, if all these things happen. But I will be just as happy if they don't. What did he just say? Yes. Because my faith and my trust, I am now, I am planted on the solid rock and I am going to be like that tree that's planted by the water. And if I understand that, then these little headlines and drudge report headlines and all this stuff that people are so worried about, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to be involved at the community level. Less we've given an action plan, a strategy. We're starting the core group in our, in our ministry. I mean, there's so many different things that are happening where all these things are important, but ultimately our eyes have to be fixed on Jesus. Our mind, our heart has to be in the right place. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God, spending time in the secret place, getting the understanding, the unction of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, daily showing up and saying, Lord, send me, use me. How can I be about your business today? And ultimately, it's about the harvest because the hour is late and Christ is coming back soon. And our commission from him is to, to, to feed his sheep to pull people out of darkness, souls. You walk into any community anywhere in the world right now and people are lost and broken. And guess what? We Christians, real Christians, believers in Jesus Christ have the answer. 
And so that's why the devil wants you down. That's why he wants you discouraged. He wants you to feel defeated. It's all a psychological warfare operation on your mind. And guess who's behind the curtain? Like Glenn Beck said, when you pull off the mask, it's a demon. It's the demonic. And that's their assignment on the church. And when we understand it and we rise up in who we are, the head and not the tail, able to pull down strongholds, able to trample on scorpions and devils, that is the devil's worst nightmare. It's a church that is occupying, that is making disciples, and that is about souls. And so this is the, the revelation today. I hope that this will stir in your spirit as we, as we close today, I hope that if you're listening on the radio, on Real Talk Radio, if you're listening on a podcast, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on Rumble, wherever you're listening, on your smartphone, I pray, Facebook, I pray that this will connect with you today in Jesus' name. And I pray that this is the defining moment, that we will make a decision not to be down. We will make a decision not to be discouraged. We have to make that decision today. I am trusting on the firm foundation. I am trusting. I am going to stand on the solid rock. I will be like that tree that's planted by the water. I will not be moved. Pastor Todd Coconado, Pastor Todd.R. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Hey, everybody. Pastor Todd here. Look, we talk a lot about geopolitics on the show, and it's important to remind you that countries like Russia and China are fed up with the U.S. dollar. They're moving to gold and other commodities to back their currency. Now, why would they do this? Well, because they're sick and tired of using the money that's controlled by demonic globalists. And to be honest with you, so am I. And that's why we are urging you to protect your savings with gold and silver. Gold and silver can't be printed out of thin air. It can't be manipulated to fund the wars halfway around the world while hardworking Americans are suffering here at home. So give our partner, Gold Co., a call today and learn how you can protect your savings with gold and silver and see if you're eligible to get up to $10,000 in free silver. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Uh, I know that Gold Co. is a reputable company. I trust them. And you can call them today at 855-920-2943. Once again, that's 855-920-2943. And tell them that Pastor Todd sent you. God bless you.